Welcome to Growing Potatoes Podcast, where we cover all things love, dating, and married life. We are your newlywed hosts, Keegan and Faith Von Atzigan. Thank you guys so much for joining us. Go ahead and pause right now. Go subscribe on whatever platform you're listening and give us a five-star rating. You're listening to episode 24. It's been a while since we did an episode, babe. I know. We are so happy to be back on the mic. We cannot even explain what has happened the past, what, has it been a month since we've been on the mic? Yeah, we had our second anniversary pass by us. We had our second anniversary. We had uh, a movie being filmed at our house. We had uh, our vacation last week. We had a dance recital at the studio I work at. We've just been like on the go from start 24/7. to finish, 24-7. My yep. sister came and lived with us for a month. It, there's just been so many things going on. Um, but we had this episode planned like a month ago, guys. And we just now had the time to sit down and record it. So we're like super excited for this one. Ready to go. Fired up. Um, and... Of course, in this past month, we've had so many spud moments. Like, I think this was just the month of spud moments because... This was the spud month? Yes, the spud month. Because it feels like literally, I don't know if you feel like this, like every other day, something's going wrong. Yep, something with the bed and breakfast, something our car, with our car, just you ourselves. name it, it happens. Yeah, yeah. But I, I do have to say, the absolute craziest most frustrating spud moment happened just two days ago 48 hours ago literally around this time this might be the worst spud moment we've ever had yeah in the moment it was the the most heart shattering it might not sound like the worst through the mic but like our experience was just terrible you want to you want to go well to set the stage a little bit you know we got a tandem bike um and we've had fun riding it uh through this little trail by our house and that trail goes 11 miles and ends up at an ice cream shop the whole thing but it really goes 22 miles but like the halfway mark is 11 it's 11 miles to the ice cream shop and then 11 miles back to our house yeah and so we've been tossing back and forth the idea of tandem bicycling all the way to the ice cream shop and back it's because last year around this time we were out here visiting and used some friends' bikes to go do it once. And we were like, it was almost like a runner's high, but biking. Like, we were like, oh my gosh, this is so cool and beautiful and lush green. And there's a beautiful ice cream shop. And like, we just loved it last year. So we're like, okay, when are we going to do this? Because we know it takes like three plus hours. And it's and it's it's hard on the legs. <laughs> yes. And the bottom. Yep. We quickly so, were reminded. Well, we finally uh decided to do it i was a little bit um reluctant we got about uh maybe like four miles in and i was like "Uh, i want to turn back babe yeah well like i feel like before we even started you were kind of like i don't really know i don't know if i want to go 11 i knew the pain that i had last time after that 22 miles yeah but but you were like you like 80 percent convinced yeah but on the trail i was wanting to turn back faith was like 
Just this think. was at like mile five. Yeah. So like a quarter of the way in. Faith was like, just think of the ice cream halfway through. That'll be our reward for pushing yeah. ourselves and like getting out here. I, I was, was like, like, you get that double scoop, waffle cone, whatever you want. I was like, all right, just think of the ice cream, Keegan. And I got back on the bike and kept going, pushing through the, the pain in my legs and my uh, seat cushion pushing into my butt. Just Yeah, like, and you were like experiencing pain like 10 minutes in. Yeah. Yeah. So like this was like a hard push. It was like feel the burn. Yeah. And so uh, we kept pushing, kept pushing. Finally, uh, 11 miles later, would it take us like an hour and a half to get there? Yeah, about an hour and a half. Hour and a half of sweating because it was hot outside too. Luckily, it was cloudy. We didn't have like direct sunlight on us, but but it was it was humid. humid, Yeah. yeah. We finally got to the ice cream shop. and And this is like a super popular ice cream shop. So like the line like went all the way through the restaurant basically to like the outdoors yeah and so so i get off the bike got in line <laughs> my, my legs are like jello i stand in line um we i get up to the for front for like a good 10 minutes or yeah order me a good double scoop espresso of espresso chip. chip ice cream in that waffle cone in the waffle cone and she hands it to me and as we're going to pay for it you might know where this is going but I the out, wallet yeah. that we had grabbed for our ice cream biking trip was Faith's wallet. And for some reason, she had removed her debit card from, my driver's license. from the wallet the and other day all to, my cash. to put into her other purse. And she hadn't yeah. remembered. Yeah. We grabbed the wrong wallet. And now I've got ice cream in my hand. Literally, the girl handed him the ice cream waffle cone. He's holding it and is looking at me so I could grab my wallet and pay. And we have and no way I to pay. I keep sifting through and I'm like, Costco card, Amazon gift card. Oh, no. There's <laughs> no money. There's no I, money. All I had was like 50 cents too. And I was like, his order was like $5. And I was like, oh so no. I just kind of apologized to her and then just kind of like awkwardly hand the ice cream cone back. And she back. was just like, oh, okay. And and I was like, did she throw it away right after that? Like, <laughs> I was, let me tell you, when I was so <laughs> sad, it was like a rainy, rain cloud just rained on my parade i had to go outside sit on the bench for a little bit i didn't cry but i i felt very he was heavy i was just like it was a punch to the gut and i feel so bad because i couldn't help but laugh at how ridiculous that moment the ice had cream been. was in my like, hand <laughs> i couldn't help but laugh because he had to hand it back to her and she probably just threw it away honestly so we i reluctantly got back on the bike no first you were like Let's sit and recover for like uh, 10 minutes. I needed a good I minute. To, I need to gather before we do this 11 mile bike we, back. We just kind of biked back in silence. So I was. And we were pedaling extra fast. Yeah. Luckily, so it was all hurry. downhill. But yeah, as soon as we got back, I ran to the store real quick and got a tub of ice cream for myself. While I made dinner. Yeah. It was it was very devastating. And that that bike ride wore me out more than the first time did. And I was like slightly tempted to ask her like, do you have cash app or like we'll drive back and pay you. But we were about to like ride back for an hour and a half. It probably would have been closed by the time we got back to our car and drove back 11 miles in our car. So it was sad. It was sad. It was really sad. 
And it's not like we had a card that could get declined. Like, we literally just had no, no money. No Like, nothing. nothing. <laughs> so, but, yeah, that's the time yeah. we biked 21 miles for ice cream and didn't have any money. Yeah. It was... Uh, a big spud moment we felt very small for sure but um we had many more this past month that we'll probably be sharing with you soon but hey that's marriage that's marriage that's life sometimes you work really hard for something and you hope that you see the fruit of that um you hope you get a reward for it but sometimes you don't you just get another lesson and that's that sucks but and the lesson in this case is let's bring keegan's wallet next time or keep pushing. <laughs> <laughs> Don't cry over lost ice lost cream. Lost ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so today let's just hop in. Yeah. All right. So today, today, my friends, we are talking about something that I feel like I've been ex- I experienced before we got married. Now that I'm married, I still ask myself this and question this. I think it's just natural to do, especially with all of the different um, narratives and different things are just like being pushed at us and stuff. Uh, But the biggest thing I feel like I was thinking about my during my college years was just like, is marriage like limiting? And if I get married... How much will I be held back in my career? How much will I be held back in what I desire to do? Um, Not only career-wise, but traveling and um, leisurely. Like, what will marriage be more limiting or more liberating, basically? So, like, the question, why marry? Yeah. Like, why why do I want to get married Um, and is this decision something that was made for me and uh I think a lot of young people our age in their even in their teens in high school are like asking like do I ever want to be married do I want to get married and one thing we've seen uh especially I guess with the generation before us which would be millennials is that people are starting to get married at a much older age or not get married at all um which is very different from the generation before us or before millennials um where a lot of people uh, that our parents' age got married at like 18, 19, 20, which is kind of like us, but um, a large majority of people were, were that way. So we just kind of wanted to unpack this, like being literally teenagers, like what, three years ago, two years ago, um, meeting each other, and even before that, thinking about marriage, and uh, even now, being with each other and asking like do we feel limited do we feel um set back in our lives in what we envisioned for ourselves um and I feel like this is uh a question that's for anyone at any age so yeah Mm -hmm. so basically uh what started me like unpacking this question again is uh Keegan and I because I'm a dancer we're always watching different dance works and because of COVID-19 I we could watch a, a lot of dance companies created online um, performances or like dance films basically 
And so I saw this one dance film for this company um, that uh, the instead of having music in the background for a certain portion of the dance, they had like voiceover and it was basically a dialogue from the different dancers. And so basically um, all the dancers seemed like they were kind of given this prompt or a question. I don't know what the question was, but their answers were basically answering what their thoughts were on marriage. And um, I can't remember if two dancers said very similar things, but one dancer for sure uh, just expressed their perspective of marriage as being um, something that would make them feel very tied down. And they said that's something they've never wanted to feel. They don't want to feel tied down. They don't want to feel limited. And uh, that they would never want anyone to feel tied down or limited because they were in a lifelong relationship with him. And so uh, they were like, I don't want that feeling and I don't want anyone to feel that as well. I wouldn't ask anyone to be tied down to me for the rest of their life. Um, And so that was a perspective that I just um, had heard before, but was just reminded of and uh, started reflecting on and thinking about in our marriage and in my own personal life. Um, yeah. You have anything to say so far? Well, yeah, that made me think of the same thing, uh, too, is like how many other people feel the same way or how to like, what's the, I wanted to know like how many people agree with what that dancer was saying in terms of feeling tied down because I know I've heard it too um about people not wanting to get married Mm -hmm. yeah and so I think when we began to like get in conversation about this I remember us um kind of like just realizing that our generation not even our generation but just right now the like most common perspective or narrative is that um marriage is restricting and it keeps you from what you want to do and that um if you want to get anywhere in your career if you want to um be free to do what you want to go where you want to go to um do what you want to do to have the any type of friends that you want basically don't get married like if you want to have a successful career if you want to have um just freedom to make decisions without any consequences basically don't get married and so if you want to get married you're going to give up all your freedom and your liberty to one person forever and um i feel like especially in movies there's always the married couple that's struggling because one wishes that they were able to have a certain career or one wishes that they would have um lived somewhere else or been with someone else and so um I feel like because usually the married couple in a movie or a tv show is seen as miserable um and almost like empty we've kind of come to this conclusion that being single for the rest of your life is the path to freedom and happiness and so um it's just not true I'm not saying that you can't be single your whole life and be happy. There's many people that um, have done so many amazing things and uh, like Corey Ten Boone was single her entire life. Um, she's the one who hid um, Jews during the Holocaust in her home uh, and has written a book 
called, I think, The Hiding Place. Um, so there's many single people that have done many things and been content their entire lives. Um, but there's also many married people that have done the same thing without feeling um, restricted and set back. Yeah. Yeah. You're basically saying that being single isn't miserable, but also that being married isn't automatically the path to being miserable as well. Yeah. Because we live uh, in a time period where people want convenience more than they want a rewarding life, people often choose the path of comfort rather than the path of discipline, which is something that we wanted to go into more about a disciplined life versus a convenient um, and comfortable life. Yeah, I feel like right now um, a lot of us are trying to We've been trained to seek convenience. We're always trying to get something as quick as possible, as easy as possible. How little of work can we do to get the most out of what we're working towards? Um, you know, we, I guess, are called like the microwave generation. Things that would have taken um, people many, many years to achieve were literally able to do in two seconds. Um, we're able to attain knowledge very quickly. We're able to heat up food very quickly. We're able to, um, travel much quicker. So, uh, we're so used to having, um, convenience and we're so used to, you know, we don't even have to, especially with COVID-19, we don't even have to leave our house anymore if we didn't want to. We could work at home. We could deposit our checks from working at home. We could have someone shop for us and bring our food to us. We could even have, you know, a subscription to meals. So we don't even have to cook. We just warm it up. So we're so used to convenience and ease and um, I guess just the easy life, the simple life. And I think that's something that uh, through the different movies we were, you know, shown growing up is like, in the end, our life goal is how can we live the easiest life the quickest? How can we retire by 40 and just travel the world, not worry about making money, don't have any challenges? And as awesome as that sounds, because by human nature, we're naturally just lazy people. Um, we're, we naturally don't want discipline. We naturally don't want pain. We, la- we naturally don't want to be limited by anything. Um, that just doesn't work in life. That's not, that's how we stay stagnant. I just think of the movie WALL-E where all these adults are, you know, basically riding around in electric chairs everywhere and have a screen right in front of their face and are just sipping Coke all day, basically. And as fun as that may sound, it's just not fulfilling in the end. It's definitely pacifying, but it's not fulfilling and, um, yeah. So anyway, <laughs> I just feel like because we have that uh, culture now, especially with COVID-19, uh, that comfort is key. Let me be as comfortable as possible. Um, when you're faced with the opportunity of marriage, you'd rather turn it down because it is less convenient, which is what makes us want to talk about discipline. I know the D word that no one wants to hear that um, everyone thought of as a little kid as being spanked with the wooden spoon or the uh, leather belt is discipline. Um, And so we would like to challenge you with a thought today that discipline is actually a pathway to more freedom and a pathway 
uh, to being able to do what you want more so than conveniences. And so I feel like I um, did not realize this correlation until I was listening to a podcast with uh, Jocko Willink, I believe is how you say his last name, um, was talking about uh, a book that he wrote called Discipline Equals Freedom Field Manual. And um, I was like, discipline equals freedom. And I just started kind of reflecting on... uh, my (laughs) experience with discipline and I immediately just was taken back to uh you know training for volleyball training for dance training now a little bit more for weightlifting is that um in dance specifically and even I feel like in volleyball the more disciplined you are at least in volleyball with your form uh the better control you have of the ball and you can get the ball to go anywhere but when you are not disciplined um, with your form and with your technique when it comes to, you know, serving and spiking, you can't, you don't control where the ball can go. And so you're very limited. <laughs> you can't do as much. Same with dance. The more um, trained you are in a specific technique, whether that be ballet, jazz, the more discipline that um, you put your body through the more uh, expressive you could be, the more you can do with your body. Um, And so I think it's very interesting that in order to be able to do more, to have more freedom, physically, you have to discipline the body in a certain craft, in a certain form, in a certain technique. And um, I was very interested in what he was saying in this podcast because he was translating that out of the body and physical experience into a very social and um, emotional experience. Uh, so this is what Jocko said. Keegan's going to read it. Um, yeah, I'll just get into the excerpt. Um, while discipline and freedom seem like they sit on opposite sides of the spectrum, they're actually very connected. Freedom is what everyone wants, to be able to act and live with freedom. But the only way to get to a place of freedom is through discipline. If you want financial freedom, you have to have financial discipline. If you want more free time, you have to follow a more disciplined time management system. You also have to have the discipline to say no to things that eat up your time with no payback. Things like random YouTube videos, clickbait on the internet, and even events that you agree to attend when you know you don't want to be there. Discipline equals freedom applies to every aspect of life. If you want more freedom, get more discipline. And so that goes to... Uh, answer the question we posted at the beginning, which is, is marriage more liberating or more restricting? And um, marriage requires the utmost discipline and marriage requires the utmost responsibility of your actions. And therefore, we would like to post the idea that marriage is actually more liberating than it is restricting through the fact that it requires discipline and discipline equals freedom. So would so. you say would you say that the answer to is marriage limiting is yes and but no. not in the way you think? Yes. I think it's yes and no. Um and it's all about what your perspective is on discipline and freedom which we just said are equal. So marriage um yes is limiting but without limitations we stay bound to something we stay in we allow something else to control our lives rather than us taking responsibility for our lives and 
having control over our lives and mm-hmm. experiencing more freedom. So how, how is marriage, how is marriage liberating yet limiting? Well, I think it comes down to like uh, people viewing the word limiting as a bad thing. And we would propose that limiting isn't always a bad thing. Um, marriage is a big responsibility. It requires selflessness and sacrifice. It requires maturity. It requires requires humility um, to reveal your flaws, and um, it requires you to become a better person and become a servant to the one you love. Um, it's a lifelong commitment that requires a lot of forgiveness and personal reflection, um, and it requires you um, showing God's unconditional love to that other person. Um, and all of those things are what kind of makes up the discipline of marriage. And so sometimes those limitations actually turn out for our good and push us to become a better person and a better partner. And together we end up having a better, more fulfilling life and more freedom than we would have had all alone. Yeah, it's so true. And I just, yeah. One thing that like comes to my mind is like when we're children and we don't yet know how to walk and how much we have to try over and over again and fall on our bottom before we can take that first step. And honestly, at a young age, even as babies, we're, we're, we're practicing discipline. We're repeating something over and over again. Even if we're failing, we're getting better at it each time. And if we as children didn't go through that process of discipline to get to the place we could walk, we would never, we wouldn't be able to live. We literally wouldn't be able to live. We wouldn't be able to walk. We wouldn't be able to run. We wouldn't be able to go anywhere. Um, and so I feel like with, with marriage, with even being in a relationship, whether you're dating, um, or engaged, you're saying, I'm willing to keep trying over and over again I'm willing to discipline myself I'm willing to fail so that I can experience more freedom in my life and so that I can offer um, a better relationship to you so if you want to live a life where it's completely focused on you attaining your dreams and you wanting to um, do what you want impulsively or um then go ahead you know live live your own life for you but uh sometimes the easiest path isn't always the best path and so basically we're concluding with um marriage is not the easiest path but it is the most rewarding path and the most liberating path for those who want to endeavor on it and those who are willing to be challenged and those who are willing to feel limited for a specific period of time in order to reap more freedom in the end that's well put yeah thank you um and like we said there is no shame in being single but if you are wanting to stay single out of the fear of being limited by your partner i challenge you to um maybe look at freedom and uh limitations a little bit differently yeah that's good do we have a quote to end it or is that a book excerpt part of our would you say quote for the week no i think we got a quote all right so this quote is by motivational speaker and author les brown 
He says, the fact is, discipline is only punishment when imposed on you by someone else. When you discipline yourself, it's not punishment, but empowerment. So thank you once again, guys, for listening. Like I said, go subscribe right now. That's how you can keep track of whenever we're releasing new podcasts. And give us a five-star review. Show us some love. We love to hear your thoughts about the podcast. We love to hear your feedback. Um, And share this episode with a friend. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.